back to The Heroes Die. Things get a little heated on this week's episode as Sam asks an unexpectedly controversial question. So give it a listen and let us know what you think. Do you agree with Ben or with Cole? Was Rudy trying to help or was he really just fanning the flames? And was I cooking or was it really a cry for attention? Let us know on Instagram at The Heroes Die. You know, episode 28 is such a great episode, and looking ahead, there's some incredible stories approaching as the gang learns more about the shadowy figures behind the attacks in Aberton. It's a great time to get your friends started on the Heroes Die, so please keep sharing the podcast, and as always, subscribing and reviewing. I sincerely can't wait to listen along with you all. So that's enough from me. Please enjoy this week on The Heroes Die. Hey everybody, how we doing this week? What's up? Hey, what's up? Hi Sam. Excellent. Hey, hey fellas. I got a question for you this week. Got yeah. a question for you. Uh, what is the first thing you learned how to cook for yourself? Back to food. Back to food. Boy. I'll go first. Um, I think it was like a pasta. I think one of the first things I have a memory of my folks teaching me how to cook was boiling pasta and heating up sauce. It was mm-hmm. like a, a very basic thing. They taught me to cook all kinds of more interesting things later. I don't want to sound like a savage here. But <laughs> first, for sure, was like, look at the box. Every kind of pasta is going to give you a time on boil in a saucepan on the side. You heat the sauce on low heat. Then you strain the pasta when it's when the, you've hit the time it said. Mix it with the sauce and that's it. I, I, I think that's for sure the first thing I learned how to cook. Bada bing, bada boom. Well, I was going to say, you know, going off of Morgan, you know, I tried, I, I, I very, I have a lot of cooking anxieties because I just, the idea of handling food that someone else is going to eat is very anxiety inducing for me. But the first food that I've ever felt like really proud of and that I own and that something that I turned into something like I realized I was making choices and making it mine. Mm-hmm is uh tomato sauce like i make i make a really dope pasta sauce a really dope red sauce i should say that like i taste i know my mother's sauce i know some other relative sauces i'm like this one is this one is good but it's also mine and different from everyone else's which i'm like super stoked on oh yeah um when i was a kid i had a period where i was very specific about what i would eat and it was basically egg salad and quesadillas. I never hard boiled the eggs myself. I always like waited until there were hard boiled eggs in the fridge, which there usually were given my uh, self-imposed dietary restrictions. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really feel like cooking when it was the egg salad. So the quesadilla felt like cooking because I would turn on the griddle on the stove. We had a stove with a little griddle in the, in the middle of it. Grate the cheese. Or actually, when I first started making it, I didn't grate the cheese. I would use slices of cheese. Ooh. which is a very slow way to make a quesadilla, let me tell you. But regardless, I would melt the cheese in the tortilla, put, I don't know, salsa, sour cream, wh- what have you on it. And s- many nights when I was in elementary school, I would eat that while my dad and stepmother would have what my dad had made for dinner. Because basically the rule was, you don't have to eat what I made for dinner but I'm not cooking you anything else. Yeah, that's what my folks did. Yeah. yeah. So it was a lot of quesadillas. Funny story about that. When I was, I don't know, nine or 10, my dad and stepmother were throwing a party. And I went into the house to make myself a quesadilla. 
and didn't know about checking to make sure that it was on, that the pilot light had caught. And I guess it had gone out or I had skipped the the starting stage, uh, the ignition stage, because I sat in the room for like 10 minutes. I'm like, why isn't this thing cooking? This thing, the cheese isn't melting. And I finally went out and I got my dad. I'm like, dad, the quesadilla is not cooking. He was like, what? Like it's been on for like 10 minutes. Quesadilla is not cooking. It's like barely even warm. He was like, oh my God. And he ran into the house and turned off the gas, which I had just left on for 10 minutes. Hell yeah. Yeah. Turned the entire house into a bomb. And then yes, he, he, he aired out the house, but yeah, few, few mishaps on that scale, but yeah, quesadilla, uh, basically a grilled cheese was, was one of the first things that I learned to cook. Mm -hmm. Two words, Trisket. Pizza. This stuff was awesome, man. You'd line up, Tris gets on a baking sheet, get a little tomato sauce, plop that on there, get some pepperoni, one pepperoni per cracker, perfect square footage, <laughs> uh, and then put a little cheese over top of it, put that in the oven or microwave oven, whichever is most convenient. No sauce. No sauce is what I'm hearing. No, you put, yeah, I put, you put sauce on first. You said dollop, dollop of sauce. Okay. Oh, dollop, dollop of sauce. sauce. Dollop, yeah. I did miss that. Yep. Uh, yeah, put it in there for five, 10 minutes, five minutes, 10, 10 would just be a flambouille. And then, yeah, out comes a delicious sheet of Triscuity pizza. That sounds really good. I made it again, uh, about a, a year ago. Underwhelming. Uh, I think the joy of creating something as a child definitely upped how tasty it was, but. Morgan just dropped in the chat. This and the last episode objectively confirmed Ben's childhood was a nightmare. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, i was an outwardly happy child but inside i was screaming Uh, Uh, i am happy for you i I look at me now yeah when i was when i was a kid uh when i was like five or six it was right after the divorce so i think i was around five one of the things that my dad was like i'm gonna do some father-son stuff with my son one of the things we did was do some father-son stuff with somebody else's son Somebody else. This kid who makes his own quesadillas when I'm doing risotto. What a little dick. Boy, Ralph, you know who would really love this fishing trip? Sam. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what he's doing. Oh, well. (laughs) So he he hired this woman who taught cooking classes in her home to teach us how to cook some things. And I think we learned how to make baker's chocolate brownies, which is basically following the recipe on the inside of the baker's chocolate box. Yeah. She yeah. showed us how to do so that. So she's a scam artist. Uh, she's, she's found a niche. I'll put it that way. Um, the <laughs> fact that my family is still making these baker's chocolate brownies 30 years later says, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's scamming us. You know what I mean? No. I might just um, say that uh, it's kind of throwing good money after bad, maybe. Uh, hey. A little sunk cost fallacy there. <laughs> The other thing she taught us how to make was English muffin pizzas. And well, now you're talking. That shit is fire. Tomato yep. paste instead of tomato sauce. Okay. I yep. once I once tried substituting tomato paste for tomato sauce on a full like baboli crust. That's because I was like, pick. no, tomato paste and tomato sauce are the same thing. It was gross, but it goes really well on an English muffin pizza. Cheese, whatever toppings you want. And mm-hmm. I have carried that through my life to this day. Absolutely fantastic. I respect the Trisket pizza. 
Thank you. Okay, I don't respect the Trisky pizza at all. I'm going to start there. Um, that's not cooking. That's putting some bullshit in an oven. Um, wow. So wow. Listen, we don't wow. have a lot of contention with the opening questions Whoa. moment, but I'm going to say that I think whatever the first thing you cooked was probably wasn't that. I'm throwing down that gauntlet. I think it was though. That's the first thing I remember learning. Well, about well, Cole, I'll say this though. No, no, about Cole, Cole no. is Cole is debating the semantics. I know, I know, I know. But but but, this, but yeah. But I but I'm going to make an argument here on Ben's behalf. Thanks. Ben didn't put just triscuits in the oven. Ben was making informed choices about how he wanted the triscuits to be. Composed. Right. wasn't, which I think is a difference. Like whether or not. You know, I mean, like Ben didn't it was form the Triscuit. He didn't. He didn't fucking toss he, the dough and he didn't stuff weave it with the, the Triscuit. You know? <laughs> right, right. But you know what I'm saying. But like, but like, but like, he was making a choice for what would go on the Triscuit. That like, you know, like he was like, this is something that if, I want to make had, better. If he had said peanut butter saltines, I would push back on right, whether or, or peanut not butter that sandwich. Is yeah, like, like yeah. PB and J, I made certainly before a quesadilla. Sure. But because there was no heating element or like chopping, I don't count that. Yeah, true. I, I might say that by Rudy's definition of composition, composition, that's the same thing. That's choosing. This mm-hmm. is the most boring direction I could possibly take this conversation. No, and, and the, only yeah. reason, the only reason well, I, the, the only reason I, well, stuff, hold yeah. on. Like, no, this is what's interesting to me about Ben's thing, though, is it doesn't, I don't know. Did I'm sorry. Did you go over like where the inspiration for the choice came from? Or was it just something you were like, these flavors work together? No, no, like, yeah, my mom, like, made them for us one time, and then, like, okay. I really liked them, so she, like, taught me, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna, I no, think, well, I'm gonna say that's a recipe that's been passed is, down. Yeah. I'm gonna call that a recipe that was passed down. Just because, like, 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 like you're saying, Sam, peanut butter and jelly on crackers is kind of like a universal, like, like, you know, little kid snack that I think almost everyone makes. I don't know, I, there was certainly a big part of my childhood. Yeah, I didn't put jelly on mine, but yeah, peanut butter crackers for me. Don't tell people that, Sam. Yeah, we said no contention. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's get into this. Listen, contention for the sake of comedy. I fucking tried, but I guess I won't again. <laughs> but but oh. Cole, do you see what I'm saying? Like like the, the, that's all I was. That's the only. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I also obviously hear what I see saying, what you're really. saying. I'm not a fucking moron. Oh well. <laughs> oh. What part of your childhood are we going to no doubt enjoy Hard- hearing about? Pardon the, like, you know, trying to apologize for my point of view. I mean, no, fuck no. you, dude. You know yeah. It's not oh, Cole, so what did you definitely you cook when you were a child? Yeah, yeah. like when you were three. <laughs> Cole's is a hot pocket. Cole's is a hot no, pocket. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't say it, because Cole will be like, well, I started my first recipes when I was four, but those were <laughs> RPG recipes, of course. <laughs> no, I mean, I think the, the first thing for my personal definition of what cooking is, and that sounded douchey also, and I recognize that by the tone of voice. <laughs> I don't give a fuck how Ben cooks. It was a joke. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, it's 175 fucking degrees in here, and I'm trying to stay active in this space. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be insulting. I truly didn't. I'm not trying to fuck with anybody's shit. No, can I, I, Sam, can I, I agree. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure. I agree. Just fuck Ben is what I'm, is all I want. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Fuck Ben. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, I, re- I regret, I regret sticking up for him. Fuck Ben. <laughs> you learned. Yeah. That'd be a warning. 
so so cole you were saying what is the first thing you made that uh reaches <laughs> the high bar of your definition of cooking the first thing i made that felt like cooking to me was scrambled eggs because it was yes. the first thing that i ever made that was yes. only ingredients that weren't pre-processed mm -hmm. yes Right. Mm -hmm. And so like scrambled eggs and picking the vegetables that go in them and how long you cook it and blah, 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 blah. Like that was the first time I felt like I had total control over every piece of the flavor that I was making. And that's what I think of as like, I don't know, learning how to cook. Right. How old were you? Eight. And you and just, and I don't mean you were adding vegetables and like deciding that at eight. Yeah. Like, that's you know, my mom, dope, my mom wasn't letting me chop, but I'd be like, I want onions and bell peppers and ketchup because i'm disgusting ketchup in the cooking process yikes no 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 no, no. but you know you got it i mean i was eight so yeah ketchup <laughs> <laughs> for sure i was eight and i wasn't raised in chicago so ketchup when you're a child every square foot please covered in ketchup <laughs> <laughs> yeah listen it's got your salt it's got your <laughs> it's got every flavor you want so i, sp I suppose there's my processed food it's making mm -hmm. its way in there. Yeah. Sure. Well, Harold. Yeah. I mean, I was going to scramble eggs, so I'll go with my backup. For the context here, you, know, you should know that I was raised by a single mom who came to this country to, to raise her children and worked. Holy long, shit, Will. What did you cook? Long, long hours. Um, <laughs> what is this playing preemptive defense about what I'm about birds. to say? Like... And, and so <laughs> I would make, I would cook for myself on a regular, fairly regular basis. And my favorite thing, I still love, I still, I still think there's no better meal really. Than, than like different kinds of toast. I just love bread toasted with something else on it. And what I loved back then was was butter on toast. And so what I would do is I would put- Just waiting um, for Cole to come at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. You, yeah. you, yeah. I don't care about you. Hold on, I don't have shit to offer about anybody else's perspective anymore. <laughs> so what I would do, is I would I would take my piece of bread out, Sunbeam. I was raised in the South, Sunbeam bread. Shout out, and uh, would put margarine or butter, spreadable butter, whatever we had on. Then whatever toppings I wanted could be like garlic, could be olives, could be whatever. Wow! Then I would cram all of this in my toaster, and not a toaster oven, a top loading toaster, and turn it on. Two and pieces of bread or one piece of bread? Probably two. I mean, that's I was, not cooking. It's arson. Bread. Into um, one side of the toaster, so you were like really grilling just, it, yeah, um, yeah, real bad. But the but the toast would when it worked would come out like you know with the butter melted into it really nicely and like the you know there would be like a flavor of toppings. You might be onto something here, dude. Uh, how did it not explode? I, did you lay the to Did you lay the toaster on the side? Nope. Will what uh, the fuck did you do? <laughs> All I remember is is one Saturday morning, my mom finally is not working. She gets up early. She's like, you know, going to make herself breakfast. And she's like, the toaster doesn't work. <laughs> um, and uh, I remember waking up and, and her being like, Bill, like, you know, my, my, I was going by Bill at the time. And, you know, that's how she pronounced it. She's like, why does the toaster not work? And why is there all these olives and garlic at the bottom of it? And what is all this gunk everywhere inside of the toaster? And I just like I just broke down. I was like, "Oh, Aww. I'd like make myself food this way." <laughs> uh, and I broke the fucking toaster, and it was like a whole. It was it was so bad, y'all. My mom would get special bread for herself, like multigrain. I was like, just for her, and she loved to have like that with like her cream cheese or whatever. And I ruined her breakfast because I broke the toaster with my shitty. <laughs> 
buttered bread, whatever experiments. But no vertical sandwich. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I give you props though, dude. That's really cool that you tried. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm behind the cooking adventure there, but also like your house should have burned down. Yeah. And it's amazing that it didn't. Yeah. Yeah, Very lucky it didn't happen. But now, now, now hold on just a second though. You did say though that sometimes it would work. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. so I want to hear. I'd like to hear about that. Like, um, like okay. what was the product when it came out when it worked? So, have you ever like have you been to, like a diner and like they have that like that perfectly toasted buttered bread? You know yes. what I mean? Like the butter, yeah, like, yeah. Just you can't like, recreate never, it. You can't yeah. recreate it. I don't know how they do it. Um, and it was it would come out like that every single time. Wow. Only sometimes it would also have like you know some pieces of like you know black olive or whatever like pressed into it. Maybe it. Oh, dude. Oh, right. I'm replaying what you just said. It would come out with flavors of the toppings on it. Yeah, right. Which means that when you put it into the toaster, just about every time, everything fell off of it. A lot of, most of it would fall off. Yes, correct. Just indentations and memories of flavor and ingredients. (laughs) Yeah. How old were you? 18? Uh, Yeah. No, I was, I mean, I was like nine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So So the other question though is and Cole, you tell me this because you're 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 sort of a science guy. If I uh, laid the toaster <laughs> on the side, would it not burn the house down if I tried what Will was doing? Most toasters actually don't let you do that. I don't think they have a safety that oh, really? doesn't doesn't because, because it'll get too hot in that position. No, because it'll catch fire and explode. Really? Like, yeah, like a lot of toasters don't function sideways. I should also be clear. The only appliance in my home as a child was a toaster. We did not have a microwave, a coffee maker, a blender, like any other automated device in our kitchen. What what, what about the toaster being on the side makes it so dangerous? (laughs) Do not try to don't don't try to get Rudy off of this. No, 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 no. I just want. I'm, no, I genuinely want He's to know. Asking like, questions. Like, I'm, no, I, I just don't know. Like, that's. I just don't see like what. Like, there doesn't seem to me to be any particular difference between it being oh, outside and being. Up. It's all like oh, the heating coils and up. stuff that are on the middle and like the side instead of being like up in the air and not you know, insulated are something you like press holes in the pocket of big toast. Also, I just I weep. Will's childhood, I mean, for a lot of reasons, clearly, but mainly just because, like, what a toaster oven would have done for him. I know, fully turned his life life around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Speaking of a toaster being on its side, y'all have come up on the side of this door. Of this potentially inflammatory situation. Yes. And, Ben, you heard someone on the other side. What is the game plan here? Leave well enough alone, I think. You know, let's just pack it in. They can have the room um, sorted out. Head back to Aberton. Yeah. Is there a different door that we can check? There's the one on the far side. Great. Let's go fuck up, Sam. Yeah. Like this one here, you mean? Nothing a good old ear against the keyhole can't fix. Uh, There's a door uh, to the uh, north here on the uh, west side of the corridor that the professor uh, sits up on his uh, tiptoes and uh, puts his ear against the keyhole. Absolutely. Give me a perception check. That's a plus 10 for auditory traits. Is that true? No. Uh, that's a, um, <laughs> that is a 16. I'd say that's good enough. 16? You don't hear anything. 
<laughs> I love Rudy GMing himself. Yeah. <laughs> He's so successful. Right. Your story, you know? <laughs> oh, it doesn't seem to be anything here. And the professor uh, kind of jiggles the doorknob to see if it turns. It does. Uh, fellows, uh, I don't think there's anything behind these doors. And the uh, door seems to be unlocked. Should we try here first or should we uh, interrupt the uh, conversation of the that's happening in that southern room? No, I wouldn't want to be rude. Maybe we go where it's quiet first. Hey, maybe. Very good. Uh, opening up the door. You open it up. Oh, it's a bathroom. reveal what looks to be a fancy guest room. There is a large, very comfortable looking canopy bed, an armoire, a full length mirror, and light provided by a fist sized glowing orb mounted in an ornate wall sconce. There's a folding screen and a metal bathtub. It reminds you very much of the room. It doesn't remind you of anything. Yes, for a second it felt like it reminded me of something, but then poof, it's gone. <laughs> it reminds you of a different room that you haven't been in yet. Yes. <laughs> oh, what things could await us? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Maybe this yes. one for free. You open the door across the hall, and it reminds <laughs> you very much yes. of the room that you were just in. <laughs> oh, holy hell. It Wind totally does. Open. Look at this. Wow. wow. This, too, is a room. Yes. <laughs> it also reminds me of something, but nope, not anymore. <laughs> nope, it's gone. It is like nope. other rooms. Oh, and they're just nope. multiplying around us. Look at that. Crowding nope. off now, of one now, now, Sven, hear me on this one. It does remind you of something now. It's both of the other rooms that you have been in that are almost identical to this, with a oh, canopy yes. bed, an armoire, a metal folding screen, and a large bathtub. Aha. Fist-shaped orb. Is that still present in both of these? Fist-shaped orb coming in hot in both, both rooms. Nice. That's a three-piece. All three rooms at this point. I'm going to say this. Uh, the uh, room down in the uh, southwest corner is the only room that has water in the bathtub. And the professor uh, puts his uh, little finger in the bathtub to see if the water's still warm. Well spotted, well spotted indeed. The southern room there is the only one that shows signs of recent habitation. The bed is made and the bathtub is filled with lukewarm water. Rudy, very observant. Can I detect magic? You're not getting a hero point for that, Rudy. But I will That's say okay. this. I'm deciding that we are going to redo or retool a little bit how okay. our hero points work. You all just woke up. Everybody who didn't have a hero point upon waking has a hero point now. Everybody who had hero points prior, those will carry through today. But moving forward, they will not. You max out at three. So Cole, you have three hero points right now. I Upon have. resting tonight, you will wake up with one hero point. I would like the listeners to know that a hero point has been taken from me. And yes. therefore from the group at large. There were four you previously. You should never have had it. Because uh, hero points in Pathfinder 2E are supposed to max out at two. We sort of waved that aside because you weren't getting one at the I... beginning of every session. But Rudy, the one that you got yesterday... You still have. Everyone will get one upon waking every time you rest. All previous hero points will evaporate. That is not happening today because this is a change, and I am feeling quite generous. 
Well, there's nothing like the old... That was pretty self-realizing, but sure. <laughs> the old hobbit tradition of taking a nap in a bathtub. The other thing that we are changing, given that you are getting one uh, upon every new dawn, is they are not transferable. They you get the not... listeners? Because I don't know if I... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what are we saying? They're not transferable day to day? No, between us. Like, we can't spend them to save someone else. We we had done that before, right? Didn't we decide that? Oh, no. I thought we had. Oh, Previously, we, had... we were allowed to use them for each other as long as we had a story basis for doing so. Mm-hmm. And now we cannot. But the insane god that looks down on us has decided <laughs> something else should be taken away. All Wrenched right. our reality Fair into enough. yet another dimension. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Yog Sagoth, keep GMing, I guess. We'll keep <laughs> bowing down before you. Guess I'm just re rolling everything today. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, flex, dude. You got three. Do epic shit. <laughs> uh, can I roll a religion check on the fist shaped orb? Yes, absolutely. 23. You recognize that these aren't fist-shaped glowing orbs. They are fist-sized glowing orbs mounted in the walls. So it's more a unit of size as opposed to to shape. So there's no... (laughs) Morgan is looking at his fist. They are orb-shaped fists. I don't have a reference of what it looks like. I don't... It doesn't feel like something I could learn from a religion. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, it's almost as if that check provided very little information. About the I kind of oh, wish gosh. I hadn't rolled it now. Always re-roll it. Leighton turns to the group and says, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hero point, Cole. Reroll it. Point. Take it back. I'm right, sure these are fucking useless anyways. <laughs> all right, so what's, what's going on? What are you guys doing? You've opened all the doors in these rooms. You don't find anything cool. You don't detect any magical things. Well, maybe if we open the door that we were supposed to, we'll get all of our powers back. Give it a try, Sven. Let's see if reality reverts. I guess, yeah, maybe let's see if he's cooled off in here, but uh, if not... Maybe be a little sneaky about it? Oh, let's just swap team him like we normally do. Actually, okay. to that point, Sven, do you want to just run in and start killing? I mean, yes, always. Let's continue to not rest. I'm going to cast Magic Weapon on Sven's hammer. Yeah, it's very good. Thank you for knowing Today me. Today I choose violence. Yes. Today, sounds like I even if he choose. isn't a you know, enemy of us, he's at least going to be annoying to talk to. So, okay, so then we have one minute until that runs out. Then, nice, great. Is there anything else you're doing before you kick open the door? Kick in the door. We've been the four four. No, let's let's freaking rip it. All right, you're gonna rip it. Marching order right now is Sven, Leighton, Andruk, the Professor, and Eugene taking up the rear in an L-shaped pattern coming out of the hall leading up to this door and polygon reveal oh uh, ah! oh there it is tables the north wall of this long dining hall contains a stone oven a cauldron and several metal tables several long wooden tables and benches are lined up against the south wall providing accommodations for two dozen people to eat together. Doors lead east and west. Spend next to the stove and other things that you would anticipate seeing in a standard kitchen, you also see some barrels, ones that you might recognize from an alehouse or tavern. They look like beer barrels and a little bit of equipment that would be foreign to you, 
But under Andruk's eyes, though you might have a difficult time seeing it from your current vantage, you would recognize as brewing equipment. Also, standing by the stove, facing the rest of the dining hall, is a large, powerfully built woman who looks like a jacked Anne Ramsey, the mother in Throw Mama from the Train, and the big bad boss in The Goonies, which I had forgotten about. Uh, okay. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Great career. She stands there with her back to a joint of meat on a large cutting board, a cleaver in her hand. And as you burst through the door, Sven, she looks over and says, Who are you? Get out of my kitchen! Roll for initiative. Ding. Um, We can talk our way out of this one, fellows. This is easy. The Professor, your initiative? 17. Andruk. 19. Layton? 24. 24. My goodness. Eugene? 13. 13. Not as good as some of those other numbers. And Sven? 16. 16. Middling. Middling indeed. All right. Looking at the initiative tracker, we've got Layton, followed by Andruk, the Professor, Sven, and Eugene. It is the top of round one. Layton, beat you out by just one. My bad guy is going to go first. Oh. He's wearing a name tag and it reads Horba. Look out, boys. Well, fortunately, we're all standing in a row. <laughs> With our magically enhanced fighter at the front. Against the one with the meat cleaver. <laughs> She rushes him, Sven just cleaves yeah, her head off. Yeah, this ought to be a pretty quick homicide. <laughs> pretty quick homicide. Yeah, shouldn't be a problem at all. What could go wrong? Horba is, that is her name, the professor. You don't know it for purposes of right. uh, naming, etc., etc. Horba is going to rush over to the door that Sven just kicked in, striding, then is going to swing with her cleaver. It's going to be an 18 to hit. I'll miss. Well, what the hell? Why don't we go again? Miss, miss with the cleaver. Horba not able to find purchase. Maybe she's cooking. Maybe she's just distracted. But she is not able to connect with Sven. That brings us to Leighton's turn. Sam, I'm trying to think, is there a way that I can get an indication of who she was speaking to? Perception check or similar? A perception check? Something along those lines would give you a crack at figuring it out. Is that going to take an action? In this case, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Leighton is going to peer out from around Sven to see if he can identify any other attackers. Natural 20, that's a 26. Uh, 26? Okay. I'm going to tell you two things. I can also re-roll it, get a second natural 20 if that helps me out at all. I got points to burn. (laughs) One, sometimes I might ask for a free perception check when it's something that, like, unless you are really not paying attention... You're going to see. You looked into the room and you don't see who she's talking to. So you're spending time and energy and action to make this perception check. I'll say this. When Sven kicked open the door, you could just see her. You could see her facing the room and looking down towards the ground. That is what that 26 gets you. You don't see who she was talking to but that is a detail that you noticed when you first opened the door to the room. He's looking down as opposed to up. Everyone keep an eye out for sentient ants. 
And then Leighton is going to cast Forbidding Ward on Svend to give you a plus one to AC against Orba. Nice. Dude, love the buff action. Love the buff action. That's a two action spell? Yes, it is. All right. It is my turn again. And Svend, give me a will save. Uh oh. Not going to be very good. Uh, that's going to be 12. 12. That is a fail. You are frightened too. Oh. Now, give me a perception well, check. Hold on one second. One second here. Uh, let me let me double check. Uh, oh, yeah. And I have, I have bravery, but it's not going to play into effect right here. What does bravery do? Uh, that's uh, if I get a critical success on a wheel save against fear, then I reduce my frightened effect by one. Nice. But that didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen this time. You are frightened too. Wait, hold and on. No, I've also got, sorry, excuse me. Um, in addition, anytime you gain the fright condition, reduce its value by one. Anytime you do. Oh, nice. Yeah. Excellent. Yep. That didn't happen. Sven, give me a perception check. Okay. Uh, 28. That is very good. You see, under one of these tables, a wolf. Huh. This is a very scary red-eyed wolf that could be reminiscent of the smoldering leopards that you just fought or the blood wolf prior to that. It doesn't appear to be that. This is just one of the only fantasy artworks I could get of a wolf. So it's Mm. very scary looking. It looks like a mundane wolf. Mm. It is Andruk's turn. Andruk, you're up. Yeah, I'm going to get into my point blank stance. Then... uh, Take a hugely obstructed shot at, at this monster ahead of us. What am I rolling at here? They're going to get a benefit to their AC. Okay, cool. Let's see how this goes. That's not going to do it. 18 to hit? That is not going to do it. You are correct. Um, and then I think that for my last action, I'm going to cast Guidance on Svend and say, We're right here with you, buddy. <laughs> I just love Guidance. As encouragement. It's too good. (laughs) It is too good. All right. It is the professor's turn. So the professor will... uh, Is this a wall here between us? What's going on here? Yeah, if you're talking about to the west, it looks like the door... Like here, though. On the inside. Yeah, but there's no door in the hallway. There's a door leading into that guest room on to, to the east of you. Directly south of me, though, there's no wall. Directly south of you, there is Andruk. Right, but there's not... Okay, because it just it just weirdly looked like there was a wall kind of there. So, Professor, I just took control of your pawn. You are standing next to a door immediately to your east. If you go through it, you are in the bedroom that you have already scoped out. It is basically identical to the bedroom immediately to the north of it and the one across the hall to the west. Everything makes sense now. It does change almost everything that I wanted to do, though. Yeah, you're um, really you're really bottled up in this. Yeah, right yeah, now. exactly. The only thing I can think of, but it would be suicide for sure. Oh my god, to, it would um, be suicide. The only thing I could think of is to be useful would be to run through the fellows and uh, try and um, hobbit acrobatics my way um, between Horba's legs to get on her other side. This is tricky, man. This is what tricky. What do you say, Sam? You want to come with me on this one? Let's kill him. Let's kill the professor. Here's the deal. What happens if you fail? I guess I get chopped. No, no, no. There is nowhere for you to land that doesn't put you in the room. Well, what if I got stuck between her legs? So, like, you could say, like, you could say, like, if I failed, 
Like I get, I, I get into the room, but I'm prone. Yeah. I'll say that. Or I'm hurt. I take damage and I'm prone. I break my nose. When I here's the, the reason. Here's the reason. Here's the reason that this is complicated. Normally, sure. failing tumbling through a square, you just wind up uh, in the square that you left from. But I can't in this situation because there's fellows there. You can't wind up in the square that you're leaving from because Sven is there, then Leighton is there, then Andruk is there. So where does the professor land if he fails the tumble through? I'm going to say that you wind up in the room prone and I am inventing a reaction for her, a free reaction for her. That she, if, if you fail, she's going to be able to take a swing at you and you're prone. But you know that you're getting in the room right now. Okay, so the right? role is about whether or not I'm getting swiped at or yep. in prone. Yep, exactly. It's a heavy tax, but... Does that, uh, does that sound good? I, that doesn't sound like a heavy tax to me. Can everyone else in the room sleep at night with that deal? Hey, keep me up forever. I can barely sleep at night. As I is. will never rest. <laughs> Rudy, go for it. Okay. Fucking send it. Roll the acrobatics check. All right, here we go. Professor uh, runs uh, through the legs of his companions, gets to uh, Horba, and goes for the somersault. Prone and gets a swipe at him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're going to land. That is a, that is a 10. You, uh, that That is a fail. You're going to land just to the south of Horba, and Whoa! I'm going to... I'm going to take a swipe at you. Also now sort of like plugging up the room too. So like can't fucking. (laughs) Natural one, professor. Natural one. sucks. So professor just face plants (laughs) in that square just directly south of her. But fortunately, because of the face plant, I imagine the cleaver just goes right. Like just like takes it the top threads off of his top hat. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that was a t- that was a close one. <laughs> that is one action to get into the room. Two actions, right? Isn't it a move and then the acrobatics check for the tumble through? Acrobatics check is part of that move action. Yes. So you've only spent one action. Oh, for real? Yeah, you did. For real, for real. Did dog. a lot with a little there. Nice. All right. All right. So the professor will stand up. Mm-hmm. Move action. <laughs> Dust himself off. <laughs> Just as I planned. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the professor will, since I've only got one action left, uh, let's see, the professor will uh, cast harm on her. And you can touch her right now. Does that change? I certainly can. Is that the one action version of harm? It certainly is. All right, professor. Take that action. He certainly will. I think, I think... I think we'll do the heightened version of it. Why not? You need to touch her, though, right? So that's an attack roll? There's uh, no attack roll involved. She will just give a basic uh, fortitude save. Fortitude save? Certainly. Okay, okay. Let's see what we're working with here on a fort save. Uh, I'm above 20. Does that work? I think she takes no damage. Because Yeah, I'm working with a 24 there. I rolled a 1. Oh. <laughs> Wait, so well, did you not heighten? I did not. I I, I, I talked myself out of heightening. Can re-roll because you have a hero point. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to. Can't re-roll those dice. Only so, so, but, but, but this this tracks contextually. The professor face plants, gets up, brushes himself off, 
strides over to her and goes, Ha-ha! And, like, uh, harms at her ankle. And, like, you know, he's so thrown off that it doesn't do anything. He's like, yeah, Maybe should have uh, uh, heightened that one after. <laughs> I hope there's no misunderstandings, man. <laughs> Rudy, give me yeah. a will save. That's a shame. Twelve. That is a fail. You are frightened, too. Oh. Sam, what are they afraid of? Yeah. What's spend, happening? Spend and the professor give me perception checks. Uh, 14. 14 as well. Both of you just feel this wave of fear wash over you. Spend, you come in. These two cleaver strikes come at you. Leighton takes his turn. And then you get spooked. You're just like, this was scary. And there is fear in your heart. The professor, you run into the room, you fall down. Cleaver comes just above your head. You stand up, you make your harm attack. It doesn't connect. You also just feel this wave of fear wash over you. It's interfering with your ability to do pretty much everything right now. You're frightened too. Oh, dude, that's pretty bad. It is pretty bad. Sven, it is your turn. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chop away at Horbit here. That'll be 18 to hit. With the minus two? Uh, no, uh, plus, minus two plus one, right? Plus one from... Magic weapon. It's a plus one striking weapon. Oh, okay. I meant, yeah, I meant just you are taking into account the frightened two. And it sounds like you... One, right? also it's frightening one. one. What bravery. Is, because of bravery, it reduces the amount of frightened effect by one. I thought you didn't have bravery until next level. That was I was wrong about that. We you were wrong about that. You do yeah. have bravery. Yeah. Okay, got it. So it's just minus one from that, plus one for magic weapon. You're rolling at your standard bonus, it sounds like. Yes. Got it. Yep. Understood. 18 is a miss. Okay. Good. Uh, we'll roll again. Uh, that will definitely hit 29. 29 is a hit. Nice. You're doing all that correctly. That's a critical hit. Sorry, one quick thing. Um, I also gave him guidance, so he would have it would have been 19. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, so 19. Uh, 19 is a hit. But Ben, just so you know, you, you don't get the plus one to hit with your sickle, only with the hammer, in case that factors in. Okay. It would, uh, that would be 28 then. Like 28 so. is not a crit. Oh, there you go. Okay. So just two hits. All right, so you've got two hits here. Okay, uh... That'll be 10 uh, with the first hit, then. Was that with two damage dice, Ben? Uh, No, because that that was only... The first hit wasn't the crit. The first hit was the hammer, and the hammer is a plus one striking weapon, which means you get plus one to hit, and then an additional die of damage. Or a full other die, not just a plus one. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No, always. Always a full die. Plus one to damage doesn't really exist in the magic weapon world. And and no plus one to damage, Ben. Okay. Uh, that'll be 17 points of damage then. Wow. What are you rolling for damage over there, D8? I mean, you added a fucking seven to it, so 17 points of damage? Yup. Holy crap. I gotta take a quick look and see if I'm... hot. That dropped her. That is hot. (laughs) Double digits. Oh, fuck it. That's so Fucking one in a seven. Fuck. All right. It's a prime number. Fuck. Cannot. Big damage. Your next hit. You already hit. Roll Uh, the damn. Eight. That will be seven points of damage. 
Seven nice. points of damage. And your final action? I, uh, I'll just try slinger it again. 19? 19 was a hit, right? 19 is a hit. <laughs> is that with the hammer again? Oh, no, with the minus five. Minus five, though. Never mind. Sorry. Oh. I fucked that up. No, it's minus right. 10. Oh, that's right. Double. Yeah, yeah. Because we're the third. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That is a fail. A critical fail. But so far, we haven't figured out consequences for such things. <laughs> no? Eugene, it's your turn. What are you going to do? You have no idea that any of this has happened. Yeah, Eugene is like super confused, standing in You're the back of the hall, million miles away. Why everyone's so upset, <laughs> casting spells and shit. So just for no reason, Eugene is going to cast Wild Morph. Wild Morph, nice. Yeah, turn, nice. Turn his paws into claws. Um, claw. Classic paws to claws situation. And then let's wait, did he start it. with paws? No, I was uh, just oh, it, it, it rhymed, so I thought it was cooler. But he has hands, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, Eugene's gonna take a five foot step forward, and then he's gonna be like, "Would love to know what's going on. Get out of my way!" And that's <laughs> Jug- Juggernaut coming in with claws for paws. <laughs> That is ripping everyone to shreds as he goes. Oh, God. (laughs) That is the end of Eugene's turn. Also the end of round one, the top of round two. A lot of cool stuff has been happening. We're back to Horba's turn. She is upset, particularly with Sven, as opposed to the goofy halfling right next to her. (laughs) And we're swinging with that cleaver straight at Sven. That's a 23 to hit. That will hit. Careful with that cleaver, Horba. It's going to be six points of damage there. Six points of damage. Okay. Coming in with the next attack. Nothing special about it. Just taking the standard iterative attack penalty. Roll a three. Roll the natural, natural three. I'll miss. And with her final action, she is going to take a guarded step five feet back. She starts looking over to her left, the north in the room. Maybe there's something over there. You're not sure. That is Horba's turn. Leighton, you're up. What you got here, bud? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Leighton is going to actually try and clear a little more space, I think. So, Sam, I need a fortitude save. A fortitude save from Horba? From Horba. All right. All my dice have been rolling terribly. I'm going to try a different one. Old Sinister Orange here. Nailed it. That's a 24. <laughs> that look of defeat, it gives, it, it, it pains me. I just want you to know that. I, I, it pains me. I just, I feel like I'd be using hero points a lot more if I could make you re-roll with them and then we wouldn't be having the kind of conflicts we're having right now, but. A lot of conflict. Okay. A lot of conflict. On a success against. <laughs> so Leighton gathers his hands and says, Understood, Eugene. I'll clear a space. And a localized sonic boom blasts out and pushes Horba five feet backwards on a successful save. Five feet back. And then Leighton is going to follow that up. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25, running into the room down to the south next to the table and looking up to the north where she was just looking to see if he sees anything of interest. Yeah, give me a perception check. I'd love... Fuck it, I'll spend a hero point. Hell yeah, you got a million of them. 
went from a nine to a nineteen. I'd say that's oh, worth it yeah. on this perception oh, check. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, twenty-five, twenty-five. My goodness, that's a spicy change. And you see another wolf under the table right next to you. I thought she was looking to the north of her. Yeah, she was looking to her. No, no, no. She was facing the dining room, looking down at the ground. You just said she was looking at something to the north, but okay. She no no she she was just looking at something to the north of her when she moved. She then glanced over to her left, the north of the room. She was not looking at this wolf. Do I see what she was looking at? Yeah, he was. That's yeah, what I was looking. She for. was looking. Oh, sorry, I misunderstood. Oh, okay. That that wolf had not been spotted and was the biggest thing in the room in my mind. It was stealthing. You look north and you see a trident and a shield in the corner of the room. She has greater armaments to the north. Sven, cut her off. And that's the end of Layton's turn. Thank you, Sam. Sorry, I misunderstood. No, 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 no worries. I, I think I misunderstood. Let's keep it moving. Oh my gosh. What are we going to do here? What are we going to do? It is the wolf to the west's turn is going to slink out from under the table that it is in, come right up adjacent to Layton, and it's going to chomp out. That is a 21 to hit. That is a hit. All right. You're going to take three points of damage. Okay. You're going to take four points of another type of damage that leaves you just feeling kind of sickly, gross, nasty. I don't know exactly how to describe what this damage feels like, but it's clearly not just the bite. There's some kind of energy damage going on here. Uh, two questions. Is it fire? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, is it electricity? No. Just kidding. Three questions. Mm-hmm. What was the original type of damage? The original type of damage was piercing. Okay, great. One thing that I know we've all been forgetting, and I definitely have, is that all of our armors give us resistance to one type of normal physical damage. And we should all just double check which type that is. So everyone's figured out what kind of energy they have some resistance to. Excellent, excellent. Eugene, I'm sorry I miscalculated. That original damage is not three, it is nine. I made a mistake. Eugene hasn't been hit. Oh, he's making it up all all up as he goes along. <laughs> oh boy. He has no idea what's happening. Layton, I'm sorry. That original damage was not three, it is nine. So thirteen all day? Yes, that is thirteen all day. Also, I need a fortitude save. This all got pretty fucking hefty pretty fucking fast. Uh Fortitude save. Fuck it, hero point. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Not gonna do it. That's a nine total. Nine total, that is not going to do it. And you feel your body contract around two points of poison damage. Two points of poison damage. It seems like this wolf bite packs a real punch. Ah, That was its first bite. Second coming up. That is going to be a 19 to hit. Do you think I get any little bonus to AC with it attacking me past the edge of that table there? No. The other one would because it is under the table, but not from where it is. Have fun, fella. Have fun. Heard. 19. We're rolling damage. That is going to be six points of piercing damage. That is going to be another four points of this. It feels, I'll be honest, it feels kind of evil. There is four points of evil damage coming in after that. And give me another fortitude save. Okay, um, 
thought it was a mundane wolf when it was described as a mundane wolf. Sure looks like one. Uh, 26. You do indeed save. Right. Great, great, great. Excellent. That is its turn. Andruk, you're up. Yeah. Andruk is going to run into the room, get into the corner right by Layden, and then use his healer's tools to do some battle medicine on Layton. Oh, battle the medicine on late. That That's a natural 20. Been with you such a long time. Oh my yeah. god, it's my so tiresome. Yeah, alright, so let's. I'd say I've been working on my singing voice, but. 11 plus 10 is 21 points of healing. Well, you are a Purple. fucking god. Mom. I think I still have one action left, which I'm going to use to take a shot at Horba. Hook her up. Uh, that's a three on the die. Uh, no. So that's not going to hit. <laughs> Sounds like it Rejoice. might Rejoice. Nope. That's all. The professor, it's your turn. Yes, well, the southern wolf is the one that uh, attacked Leighton, right? The southern wolf is the one that attacked Leighton. Right. And uh, he's going to use reach spell, which is one action, which will extend the reach of one of his spells, and he will... Um, whisper some uh, wicked-sounding incantations toward that wolf. All right. What do I got to do? You have to give me a will save. Natural one. Just what I, I was hoping for. Broke her so mind. What, so what, what is that in total, Sam? It is definitely a fail. So I know. we would reduce that by one, so it's a critical fail. Okay, so the wolves' ears fill with this kind of, like, strange whispers that kind of sink into its soul. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's all that happens. That's all that happens? Yeah. Really gotta fuck you up with strange soul whispers, Sam. (laughs) And that's my turn. I am definitely terrified. All right. It is this wolf's turn. It is going to surge forward and attack the professor. No, don't do that. <laughs> I did that to the other wolf. <laughs> this is all true. This is all true. Ah, that's a miss. That is an 11 to hit. Wow. That's with, I'm good. I'm good. That Because I'm, I'm at a 16 AC because of that frightened condition right now. Coming in for one more bite. Here we go. Here we go. 14. 14 to hit. No, because Cole, isn't it? Oh, no, you're right. My turn just ended, so now I'm just at a minus one. Okay. Just at a minus cool. one. And Ben, it's Good. now gone for you. Wait. Never scare. Sven, it's true. You're no longer frightened. Yeah, and it being so emboldened, uh, Sven is going to lunge into the room and get to here up in the corner, uh, trying to put himself in between her and the armor on the wall. And then he's going to take some swangs. Take some swangs. That will be not very good. 18 to hit? 18, 18 to hit is a miss. Yeah, damn. Fuck. Oh, but you've, that will definitely hit a 28. You, yeah, that is a hit. Pen, and Sven, you've pegged it. It is a 19 AC that yes, you're aiming yeah. for with her. Damn. And yeah, you hit her again. Oh, no! Max damage uh, for seven points of damage. Seven points of damage? Sure. You stab into her with the sickle, and she see her look over and says, Now you come out! Now you come out to help! <laughs> Spend anything else? No, that's me. I moved in right. two action. Mo- moved in a double slice? Eugene, yeah. you're up. They did exactly as you asked. 
and have entirely cleared the hallway. Yeah, man. <laughs> Eugene's going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 to that square. So he's going to walk south and then west through the hallway and enter the building right there. All the way into the room. Got it. And then from right there, Eugene is just going to take a swipe at Hobra. Go for it. Well, it's a natural 20. Let's yes. go, Eugene. Yes. A critical success. Sweet. Let's roll some damage. And this is two damage die. Is that right? Two damage die and double your modifier. Two damage die. That's good. Two threes plus four. So six, seven, eight, nine, ten points of damage. Yes. Excellent. Ten Excellent. points of damage. Let's go. Oh, it looks like she is on her last leg. Do you have another action? He does. So I moved and I attacked. I'll take a second attack with the iterative attack penalty. Rip it. Put her down. Okay. That's an 18 on the die. So so minus five is 13. And then his to hit is plus eight. So it's going to be a 21 to hit. Boom. No, dude. That is a hit. Tight. Five points of damage. What does it look like, Morgan? Yeah. What does it look like? like? So Eugene is just staring down this hallway, watching his friends roll in, hearing some noises, morphs his hands into claws, starts sprinting down the hallway, rolls in, sees an extremely ugly woman who he does not like the look of, and just goes, swipe, hits her right in the throat, and he sees a couple wolves that look like they probably haven't been treated so swell, Swipes her in the shins and she drops. <laughs> <laughs> she goes down to this shin swipe. Classic shin kill shot. Horba <laughs> is dead. That is the end of round two. Nice. The top of round three. It would be her turn. It is instead Layton's turn. Layton, it is your turn. Fuck yeah. Leighton is so excited. Like, he ran down to this corner after pushing her back a little and then just watched every one of his friends succeed, right? Like, everybody came in and kicked ass. And Leighton is like, hell yeah, this is how we do it. And then he is going to swipe out at the wolf that is threatening the professor with a little Tempest Touch. So can I get a fortitude save from that wolf, please, Sam? Fortidunk coming up. Not looking so good. Not looking so good. That is going to be a nine. Oh, you are going to get sad. <laughs> that is 17 points of damage. Oh, <laughs> shit. Wow. Uh, that was 4d4, and I rolled 4443. Four, yes, That's yes. That's insane. Plus my bonus on that. And... On the failure, it takes a minus 10 foot circumstance penalty to speeds. That's a lot of different types of damage. Let me know if you need me to break it out. Okay. I don't need you to break it out. It's fine the way it is. Uh, well, actually, what are the types of damage, just in case? Cold, bludgeoning, and electricity. No, don't worry about it. It is okay. Okay, great. So he, like, wham, slams onto that one, and just like a frigid rhyme extends from where his hand strikes its flank. And then from that hand, he. <laughs> Makes a fist, and I need a reflex save from both wolves. Reflex save from the first one. Oh my goodness. That's a 17 from the first wolf. Fail! And the yeah. second, 25. 
That is a success. The first wolf is going to take nine. The second wolf is going to take four. What is that? Is that the Tempest Touch still? No, that's Electric Arc. Tempest Touch is a one-action spell. Electric Arc is a two-action cantrip. Oh, wow. And then it's just four for the one who passed, right? That's right. My goodness. So Leighton storms off in the bottom corner, and that is the end of his turn. That is Leighton's turn. A big turn indeed. Coming up next, it is the wolf to your wests. The West Wolf? The West Wolf. Coming in with the jaws. That is an 18 to hit. That hits exactly. Fuck. That is going to be eight points of damage. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Piercing. Another four points of damage. Evil. Okay. Give me a fortitude save. Okay, okay. Uh, 19? 19 is a pass. Sweet. However, there is something I forgot last time. You are knocked down. Oh, is that so? These wolves have the knockdown ability. Ah, bless it. Then this wolf is going to take a guarded step back, and you watch as it begins to shrink down. Wings sprout from its back. No, there no, is I don't no like that. longer a I don't wolf like that. in front of you. No, no. But rather, no, we're stopping right there. No. One of your old friends from the church in Aberton. One of those little shit-eating imps. A closet. God damn it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Wait, as it's transforming, though, those whispers that the professor gave it earlier become louder and louder, turning into cries of regret at the attacking of Cole, at uh, the attacking of Leighton. Yeah, how dare you? Dealing at three points of mental damage. Three points of mental damage? Yes. And that is what drives its transformation, we're going to say, as it takes those three points of mental damage, reverts into its natural form. And we'll see what happens with all that next week. Oh, boy. Good job clearing that hallway. That was good job. I was looking at that being like, I think I'm just going to be able to sit here forever and just kill Sven. All right, fellas. See you next week. All right. Go on.